0: And trauma is sort of how you see it. Um, if you view it as traumatic, then that's what it is. Um, so, you know, identifying trauma, we, we use emotional freedom technique to help pinpoint the trauma, like the tapping, and then move it out. So that can be, be really, really helpful.
1: Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show, where you'll learn how to get your mind right so that your body will follow I'm Trudy Stone, certified culinary nutritionist, author, and mind-body coach. And several years ago, I self-hacked my mind and my body to lose 30 pounds. Each week, not only will you learn nutrition and weight loss habits, you'll also learn how to address the destructive habits and negative self-talk that lead to overeating and battles with your weight. The secret to losing weight and keeping it off is not only about what you put in your stomach, it's also about what's going on in your brain. So congratulations on showing up. I promise to support you on your journey with every single episode. Let's begin. Confused about which foods to stock in your kitchen? My free bare essentials ebook is the ultimate grocery list for healthy eating success. In the ebook, you'll learn how to stock your kitchen, which removes the confusion about what's actually healthy. The ebook also contains healthy, delicious recipes so that you can put those ingredients into action and give your body the nutrient that it needs. You can grab it now at trudyestone.com forward slash pantry. There's also a link in the show notes for you to grab it. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show. My name is Trudy Stone, a culinary nutritionist, and I am so thankful for you tuning in today. And today we have a very, very special guest. Now, October is Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month. And that's why I've invited this very special guest to the show this week to talk about a functional medicine approach to fertility for those who are having challenges with starting or growing their family. National Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month occurs every October. And on October 25th, in 1988, President Ronald Reagan designated October as National Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month. And on that day, he said, when a child loses his parent, they are called an orphan. When a spouse loses his or her partner, they're called a widow or a widower. When parents lose their child, there isn't a word to describe them. This month recognizes that loss, so that loss so many parents experience across the United States and around the world. During the entire month, we take time to honor and remember those who have lost a child during pregnancy or lost a child in infancy. Now, dealing with death in the family is never easy. The death of a baby, either through miscarriage or during infancy, is no exception. There's no instructions on how to grieve the loss of a child. A number of feelings are going to be experienced. It's an emotional roller coaster but it is really important that you make sure to allow yourself as much time as necessary to recover from the grieving process. And I'm saying this from somebody who's actually gone through that process myself. Healing time varies from person to person, but eventually you will find peace again. So for those who've experienced pregnancy or infant loss like myself, please know that I see you, I feel you, and this episode is dedicated to you. And I'm sending so much love and healing vibes to you this month. Now let's get to today's guest. When Sarah Clark was 28 years old, she received a diagnosis of premature ovarian failure. She accepted that diagnosis and had both of her children through in in vitro fertilization. Years later, she realized the root cause of her infertility was a food sensitivity and later a gut infection. She's a certified life coach with accreditation from the International Coaches Federation and a health coach with training from the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. She's the author of Fabulously Fertile, Supercharger Fertility Naturally. Her fertility coaching program, which includes functional lab testing, supports couples to make diet and lifestyle changes that dramatically improve the chances of a healthy pregnancy and baby. On her Get Pregnant Naturally podcast, she shares that with functional medicine and natural fertility solutions, we can eventually reverse infertility. Check it out on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. For more information, visit her website at fabfertile.com. And don't worry, I'll make sure to link to that in the show notes as well. So today, Sarah's going to be sharing her journey and her functional medicine approach to fertility. Sarah, welcome to the Mind Your Body Show.
0: Awesome. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to have you. So before we get started, Sarah, I'm hoping that you can share your story as that will be the basis of a lot of what we're going to be covering today.
0: Absolutely, yeah. So I had my own journey with uh, infertility. I, in my early twenties, I had irregular cycles. Um, being at my period only came a couple times a year. I thought that was a good thing, so I didn't have to, you know, worry about the monthly hassle. Obviously, <laughs> an indicator of something was going on in my body. Um, I was getting uh, chronic yeast infections. I had um, a weird fungal rash on my chest, and all of a sudden, in my early twenties, I started getting acne. And in my teens, I had great skin. So first line of defense, went to see my doctor and was put on the pill. And honestly, uh, that didn't, um, you know, I started getting a regular period, but it was a, a false bleed. So um, th- did that. The acne didn't, didn't really go away. It still, still was there on my chin. Um, and, the, and the other issues were still there. So I had this big life plan of um, a planner getting married at 25, which I did, then going to have our kids at 28. So before the age of 28, went off of the pill and my periods were still irregular. So I went to see my OBGYN and got some testing there and was told they had premature ovarian, premature ovarian failure or insufficiency, as it's now known. And I told me the only way I'd ever have children is by using donor eggs. I remember her like grabbing the IVF brochure off of her, her shelf and, and telling me, off to the clinic you go." And um, I was in shock. I was like, like 28 thinking it's only donor eggs. And um, but because I'm a person of action, I, I, actually and I didn't get a second opinion here. I didn't take time to grieve. I went straight to the clinic and we got on the list for, for donor eggs. We were lucky enough on the first fresh transfer to have our daughter and she's about to turn 19. So this is back in the day when you said donor eggs and people are like, I don't even know what that is. Um, now it's becoming more, more common. Still, I think some people are like, what, you know, what are donor eggs but becoming more common with the number of um, IVF procedures that have been done, there's little, there's little embryos waiting there. So embryo adoption or, or embryo donation. But so, for, so for us though, we were, we were fortunate to have our daughter and then, and then we had two embryos left over, wanted to go, wanted to have our kids close together. So um, after a year went back to the clinic and was super stressed, like really determined to have the kids close together and uh, that didn't work. So went on a list for a separate donor uh, egg and was lucky enough on the first breast transfer to have our son. He's 16. And so really kind of after I had my daughter, it was I had my health took a nosedive. And we having like nine colds in one year. Every cold went to a sinus infection. I thought it was a great idea to take antibiotics for every cold. Not a great idea, completely wiped out my you know, my, my gut flora. I started getting chronic bladder infections, was peeing blood. I started the yeast infection became chronic. I had dandruff, toenail infections. All of a sudden I had seasonal allergies, was sneezing every morning. I had, uh, yeah, just a lot of infections. So my, I was in corporate environment. I was in corporate HR at the time. And so a lot of stress in that, in that job. And, um, and so basically Yeah, my my immune system was really compromised. So when I was in HR, I took a life coaching course, had my own personal wake-up call, and then decided I wanted to go into health and wellness, took a health coaching course, and that's when I discovered I had these food sensitivities. So for me, when I took out gluten and dairy, and then later corn, lo and behold, the sinusitis started to to go away, the bladder infections, I was allergic to all the antibiotics for bladder infections. So I took like green, like so many antibiotics there, I don't even know what I was doing but I didn't know any better. Um, And so that started to improve a little bit later. I took out corn Um, a couple years later, did some gut testing, found some gut infections. And then also with all of this, like the whole under underpinning part of it, it was like chronic stress where I was just like, let's do it. I'm gonna just attack it. I'm gonna keep going instead of slowing down. So all of those things didn't discover any of that till was 40, fully in menopause, no longer cycling. Um, what what I know now, taking a functional approach with the, with the, with the clients that we help, um, being able to reverse infertility and really knowing there's missed healing opportunities that, that that the conventional side of things just doesn't doesn't address, and really the functional approach with testing can can get to the root cause.
1: Wow. Oh my God, Sarah, there's so much to unpack there. Yeah. Um, and you know when you talked about your experience with the pill, that was my experience with the pill as well. I didn't have acne, but what I did have was very, very heavy periods um, and really bad cramps to the point where I couldn't even get out of bed to go to school. So that's where I started going on the pill. I didn't even start going on the pill just because I was sexually active. It was because of the heavy periods. So to kind of manage that and manage the cramps. So I was on the pill for many, many years myself as well. And I kind of suspect that might be kind of the issue, the root of my issues as well. But this is not about me. (laughs) So let's talk about functional testing and how this helps fertility. I'm so interested in learning more about that, Sarah.
0: Yeah, so it's part of our, our Fab Fertile method and our couples coaching program. So we so we include functional testing. So we have access to these, to these tests, these tests, and we ship them worldwide. So the ones that we include are, so we include a food sensitivity testing and um, we're, we've got access to a number of different ones. The one we like the best, it's only available in the States, uh, is the Zoomer. And that one is looking at, it's going, it's like a hundred page report. Like it goes into the minutiae and the proteins So there's a wheat zoomer, corn zoomer, dairy zoomer, lectin. so the little skin on the, on the, on the, the, um, fruits and vegetables that people can be intolerant to, um, soy zoomer. And then there's an IgG test that looks at, so that, that delayed food reactions So the bread you have on, on, on Friday, you get a headache on Monday. You never really connect the dots. Okay. So there can be, if you just do the IgG test, there can be a lot of false negatives on that. And so combining the, combining all that with a zoomer one is the one we like. Um, but having said that the IgG can be, can, can be a good place to start if you haven't had a food sensitivity test. And I'm working with a, it's not a sick population, the population that wants to have their baby. So Mm -hmm. most people would say, Oh, I don't have a food sensitivity. And when we dig into really the gold standard is the, the elimination diet. So taking out the top allergens, systematically reintroducing them, tweaking it with food sensitivity testing. So the, the elimination diet is the gold standard. So in Canada would be the um, would be the IgG test that, that we have access to. Um, as I say the states can be uh, a Zoomer or a leap MRT can be um, some good options there. So that's the the food sensitivity piece of it. And then the other, the other one we do is the Dutch test that looks at your hormones using urine. So looking at your sex hormones, your melatonin, your cortisol levels. And really all this is kind of like, what's the, what are the pathways that the hormones are going down and sort of trends that we're looking at? Um, and then, so that's that's for the hormone side of things. For the stool test, we're looking at the GI map uh, test. It's looking, at, and that one will ship uh, worldwide. Same thing with the Dutch is, is worldwide. Um, it's, so the GI map test looks at the DNA of your stool. The majority of people we see there's something there are parasites bacterial infections fungal infections h pylori being passed back to each, to each other so we haven't had a stool test that comes back and says wow you know everything is great also because if you're, you're trying to have a baby obviously there's some underlying root causes of you know it's not just pumping your body full of medication it's like let's under you know look at the healing opportunities and then with the, the stool test there's also um, there's the anti-glyidin uh, so we can kind of see, you know, is there a high sensitivity to gluten sometimes and we see people that have a very low immune system. So like me being under attack, the immune system is low and then, um, the anti-glyidin, which is indicator of your sensitivity to gluten, that could be low, but because your immune system is low, that is like falsely low. And so it's actually higher. And even people say to us, oh, you know, I'm gluten-free. Um, but they could be, there's cross reactors like dairy and corn and a whole host of other things that you know, for people to look at it, it's not about. It, we we take a very systematic, targeted approach to this, and you know, layering all in, so it's not all at once, but it's it's taking this layered approach. And then the last one is the hair tissue mineral analysis test, and that's you know, mineral minerals are the spark plugs of the body, and if you're, we see a lot of mineral imbalance too, where you're well fed but mal but malnourished, especially being on the pill, which we see a lot too. People like you and I, so going on it not for. Prevention, but for other health issues, and similar to you, I had like in my in my teens, my period would come, and I thought I was going to faint every time yeah. the amount of blood I lost. Yeah, it was like too. heavy, <laughs> and then and then it went irregular, like it just all these signs, and I was like, oh, like soaking through pads, and mm-hmm. not even knowing what to do, and um, kind of like, oh, this is so embarrassing, like thinking yeah. I was going to look through my pants and all this stuff, just like mortifying.
1: Yeah, same experience.
0: Yeah, and now with my daughter, she's like, I got my parent. Like she's very, like, we're very open about it. Back then, I was like, oh my god. So um, yeah. And so then that predisposes you to food sensitivities, gut infections, um, being on the pill. And so that's why the hair tissue mineral analysis test is good. So yeah, food sensitivity, hormone, stool, and hair are the ones we typically will go to. And then when we do a a blood chem review, not to so we're not doctors, so it's so it's not it's not to diagnose, it's to educate to see what are the trends here and at all? Like looking at the tests, looking at your blood chem, looking at your health history, you know, what are the, what are the, the trends that are that um, some healing opportunities
1: that, that can be missed? Interesting. Yeah. And I want to touch on those tests just for a moment because, with some people that I've been connected with in the fertility community, there's been some sentiment that they do more testing in the U S than they do in Canada. And I know you specifically mentioned that Zoomer test. So if that was something that my Canadian listeners were interested in doing, is there a way that they can do that where they could provide a sample and like mail it or, or do they actually have to physically go to the US to do this?
0: Yeah, that one, I know, because I haven't even been able to do that one. But like, to, to me, the, the gold standard for the food sensitivity is the elimination diet. Okay, uh, We will do the food sensitivity testing because it just tweaks it and gets gets us like a target approach. So Um, you you can do the IgG, which is a good kind of one to add to it, but there's no perfect food sensitivity test. It's a snapshot in time. We've had people, especially if your immune system is low, you could actually have nothing show up or you could have like, we have a leaky gut. Um, you know, your, your body starts mounting an immune response to your favorite foods. The whole thing could be lit up. Mm. I've had that where my my test came back and I'm like, you're kidding me. Like, what am I going to eat? I'm allergic to everything. um, because my body was like so inflamed. So we, so we see that regularly. Yeah. So for the, for the food piece, the elimination diet, I, I go through the exact steps on my podcast, get, uh, get pregnant naturally to tell you how to, how to do that. Um, but it, but it really, you can tweak it with, 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 with an IgG for, for Canadian people.
1: Okay. Awesome. Thanks for explaining that. So as a nutritionist, of course, we have to talk about diet and the role that diet plays. So what diet is right for fertility?
0: Yeah, this so this is very customized, right? There's a lot of like the fertility diet. The Harvard Nurses Study so studying over eighteen thousand nurses and came up with you know different different um, factors that they found for for fertility. So um, you know not eating like eating complex carbs, not simple carbs. So you know having more whole whole grains, not the cakes and the donuts and the pastries. Not having full fat dairy um, instead of skim milk because the prolactin there can can impact. Um, on the with with the skin milk still having full fat dairy, what else do they have so um in the diet um just know what else was in that one um so yeah, it was kind of like complex carbs, full fat dairy, um they had like twelve different factors for that at Harvard nurses study. so that's kind of like the gold standard for the fertility diet um Our take on all of that is to take a very personalized approach to it, tweet, like do the elimination diet, take out the top allergens which are dairy, gluten, soy, corn, peanuts, and eggs, and processed sugar, take them out for 10 days, systematically reintroduce them, see if you have a sensitivity, any kind of sens- sensitivity, keep it out for 60 to 90 days. Anyone trying to get pregnant for, you know, if you're under 35, if you're um, been trying for over a year, you know, go in a minimum of dairy and gluten-free for 60 to 90 days um and and if you've been trying you know over 35 six months to switch and this is both for you and your partner is is basically it's women that typically come to me but we coach couples so it's important for you and your partner to do this changes together it's not just about you making all these dietary changes throwing out the plastics and and you know making you know going organic he has you know is to do it with you. Um so the diet piece I just think there's a lot of generalized recommendations. A lot of people read you know it starts with the egg and get kind of into that, you know, there's a lot of supplement that that's that are recommended for that. But I think for the, the diet piece, it's the elimination diet, tweak it with the food sensitivity. And really, like we all know, it's it's don't eat processed foods, shop the perimeter of the grocery store, you know, eat, eat um, wild caught fish, grass fed meats, I'll always opt for organic, but that's cost prohibitive, at least the dirty dozen, they're the most highly sprayed. Yeah, and, and getting healthy fats too. Like don't be afraid of fats. Fat is like the building blocks for hormones. So you want to, you know, your avocados, your nuts, your seeds, your you know, your healthy fats, the lard or tallow I like to cook with, um, coconut oil and, and olive oil for um olive oil for your for your, you know, for your salads, make your own salad dressings. So yeah, like those kind of things I think are some basics that we all kind of know, but I think people um, don't realize that they potentially have a food sensitivity. We see that
1: a lot. Interesting. And I'm so glad that you mentioned about the part of, you know, the husband or the partner also being part of this process as well, because, you know, oftentimes when women are going through this process of trying to conceive and have a baby, they often kind of feel like they're alone on this journey with the amount of things that their body goes through and the amount of tests they have to take and the way that they have to change their diet and, you know, medications and all of that stuff. So I really do think that getting your partner on board is beneficial, not just from, you know, a functional medicine standpoint, but also just to kind of, you know, for the the partner to also have that experience of, you know, making sacrifices like the woman has to make in order to conceive and have this child as well. So that can also in itself be a bit of a bonding experience when that is such a trying and difficult time for couples. So I'm so glad that you touched on that.
0: Yeah, it takes two to have a baby. It's important, even though he's waving his hand, my sperm is fine, you know, my health is great. There's always things we look at the blood chemistry review, there's always things you can do to optimize his health. And to have, you know, to have him there with you to doing it, it's not just you learning this information and telling it to him. No, he's there participating and making changes and, you know, infertility will impact all aspects of your life. And even though he may be this support person for you, he's equally hurting. So being able to voice it, he doesn't need to be strong for you. He can be able to voice his pain too.
1: Right. Right. And I know you just briefly touched on supplements, Sarah. Are there any supplements that you do recommend that women take that let's say, you know, they're have been trying to conceive for a while, or maybe even women that are over 35 and trying to get pregnant?
0: Yeah, so we have, so there's basic supplements we recommend, and then all the other ones would be very customized based on the testing and what we're finding, what we're trying to optimize or eradicate. Um, So the basic ones, we want to make sure you have a methylated folate, you don't want to have the folic acid. You want methylated folate because if you have the MTHFR gene, which like 60% of us do, it compares your body's ability to to, to, um, to methylate folate. And then, uh, or so to, met- to methylate the folic acid. And then you want to each have a probiotic. Um, we like Megaspore. It's, uh, it's a part- practitioner grade um, probiotic, uh, spore based. So when we're doing um, any of the supplement, any of the targeted supplement information, uh, things, a lot of the other supplements can, all uh, the other probiotics can be killed during some of these treatments. And this, the spore based ones survive. Um, so we have mega spores, the one we like, um, magnesium, 85% of us are deficient in magnesium. I used to get like the eye twitches, the leg cramps, the, you know, all that. So magnesium for both, also for period issues too, like cramps for both you, CoQ10 for egg health. That's helpful for for uh, men and women and for for sperm. And then vitamin D. We see a lot of people as a theme that of low vitamin D, so vitamin D K2 supplement. So those are the the basics that we and then the the male partner would do the multi plus all the rest of those. And then we would target it further depending on what we find on
1: testing. Okay. Interesting. Belly fat is a common struggle for people looking to lose weight and it can also be harmful to your health. This type of fat is called visceral fat and is a major risk factor for heart disease, type 2 diabetes, and other serious conditions. It can be tough to lose, but not impossible. Learn how you can burn belly fat and make it easier with my free guide, 7 Ways to Melt Your Muffin Top Fast, Backed by Science. You can find it over at TrudyEstone.com. I'll also drop a link in the show notes so you can grab it. So Sarah, if someone is listening to this right now and they've been trying to conceive for several months or maybe even over a year to get pregnant, you know, you did talk about a lot of different testing earlier, but what would you say to her would be like, okay, step one, do this step two, do that. And step three, do this.
0: Yeah. So if someone is just, is just new to this, then like it is to look at me to switch out to do the elimination diet, to change everything to organic to look at your your uh, environmental toxins. So the um your personal care, your cleaning products, uh you know, taking your phone off your body, all the EMF frequency has been linked to, um, you know, men keeping the phone in their their front pocket being linked been linked to um sperm and testosterone. So they even have little, they have um, EMF underwear now. So if you have to have it on your body, you can put your EMF blocking underwear on looking at that part. Um, and so with, with the environmental toxins, it's not about you going to your cupboard and throwing it all in the garbage. It's, you can go to the skin deep database. You can get the rating, just you want a rating below three. And then, so as each one uh, expire, as each product finishes, then you can replace it with a non-toxic option. There's tons of fun products out there right now for that are non-toxic. In the very beginning when I was doing this, it took me forever to find stuff, but there's just really great options, and this is that can kind of be fun. Um, and the cleaning products, too. You want to, you know, we're in the middle of COVID and the pandemic, and people are like lathering up with all these antibacterial, you know, things that are full of just a host of toxins. So mm. uh, offer a non toxic hand hand sanitizer as well as, you know, disinfecting your health, you're at your house, too. So all those are known endocrine disruptors, all those chemicals you're inhaling. And when you switch over to that stuff, and then you'll, you smell a chemical thing, it's like, poof, like I can't even believe how strong it was. Almost, makes you want to pass out. So the envir- Yeah, so looking at the elimination diet, looking at the um, switching to organic, looking at your environmental toxins. Um, another huge thing is to look at your sleep. A lot of people come to us and say, oh, I've got insomnia or disrupted sleep or interrupted sleep, or I wake up and I feel exhausted. Like that's a huge red flag. What's, why are you not, you want to aim for it? You know, the goal would be nine hours, but seven, you know, seven to nine hours. And digging, and we work for months on sleep hygiene with couples. So digging into the sleep side of things, getting blue light blocking glasses. We're all exposed to green and blue blue light from our tablets, our phones, our laptops, which can impair egg um, uh, egg health as well as, as as male fertility. So being able to um, use some blue light blocking glasses, and then the final one is to uh, is to look at your your stressors and to you know, the buzzword of self-care but not not necessarily about mani-pedis but you know where where can you say no especially during you know if you have experience loss or um you know you've been trying for many years and if you just even if you just started trying trying to optimize seeing you know what what do you need to say no to um if you've been invited to baby showers or you're around children and it's painful being able to recognize that and be just telling a few people to educate them on what you'd like to happen. A lot of times we don't think of well, what would we like to do there. If there's a baby shower, we don't want to go. We, we either you know arrive late, leave early. We tell the person, you know, depending on who it is, I either, you know you'd say sorry, you don't want to go, if you can't make it. If it's like your best friend, then maybe you can have a conversation saying this is you know this is how I I'm feeling right now. So sometimes we we're just like oh we got to go help everybody else and we don't think about you know putting ourselves first, then being able to help others. So the mental emotional side of this stuff is, is a lot is equally as important as us like digging into the food sensitivities and the getting the right supplements. And, and, you know, the environmental toxins, the, the mental emotional side of it really being able to see and visualize it working, knowing the soul of your baby is waiting for you. It's not your timing, it's divine timing. Mm -hmm. And we want to work with the type a's they want to control it attack it beat it up and um it's it's the surrender but not sitting back you know doing nothing it's like surrendering to timing and um that can that can be hard in the beginning but then as you start to work into that and not be in this like panic some people i remember like envisioning their, the sperm
1: with little helmets
0: on like. Going
1: to war. <laughs> you know, so I read a book that about beautiful. that too, actually. A really good book about it. Yeah, about yeah, so I read book. Have. If you've heard of Merce Peer, I'm sure you've heard of Merce Peer before. Oh, who's that? oh, she's like a British like hypnotherapist. Um, she's oh, okay. like coached a lot of different celebrities with mindset. I think you would really, really enjoy her work. I know we talked about Shaman Durek before and I know you're a fan of his. Yeah. Uh, so I really do yeah. think you'd like her book. Her book is called... Um, I think it's called trying to get pregnant and succeeding or something like that. I think that's what it's called, but it's a, it's a phenomenal book, but she does have that visualization in there. Um, she says, you know, after you have intercourse with your partner, like actually like picture like the sperm and what they're doing and how they're moving through your body. And like, it was like, Oh my God, like I've never thought of doing that before. It was kind of yeah. cool. I giggled a little bit at first, but it was kind of cool. I'm, I'm huge yeah, when it comes to have, visualization. Yeah. I'm huge about that.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. they have a video, um, trying to, trying to conceive. And it's, it is the whole process of the, the sperm to egg to like, like all of it. And like watching a video kind of like that to see how conception works and like see it all happening. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of sometimes my body's broken and it'll never work. And we're stuck on that like negative, like two thirds of our thoughts are, you know, spontaneously negative thoughts. So it's stuck on that loop of like, Oh, yeah, which can be, um, yeah. Like those inner, those inner voices, which are not us. I'm, I'm re I'm rereading that spirit hacking too. Cause it's just, it's, he, he, he kind of talks a little bit wild in there, but, mm-hmm. um, that's Shaman Durek, but, um, it's just a good book to reread. I'm just talking about the dark voices, <laughs> uh, the dark spiritual voices.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm so glad that you touched on the emotional aspect of that, because since this is pregnancy and infant loss awareness month, like this is a, could be a time for a lot of women, whether it's bringing up a lot of hurt, Right. Um, and I do really think it is important for us to prioritize our feelings, to prioritize our own mental health um, and our own happiness. Because a lot of times, especially as women, I think we, you know, we have our happiness as secondary. We put other people's happiness first. Like, oh, if I don't go to that baby shower, what is she going to think of me? She's going to think I'm a horrible person or she's going to think I'm a horrible friend. So I'm so glad that you talked about that because I think, especially when it comes to dealing with loss, when it comes to dealing with infer- infertility, it really is about putting you and your feelings first. And that can be so hard for a lot of women to just be selfless like that. Um, and I also like that you talked about spirit babies as well. I, I'm bringing that up now, spirit babies. When you talk about the fact that you know, your baby is waiting for you, um, there is a book called Spirit Babies, which is yeah. what I was going to say. Um, and I love that book. I, that book was just phenomenal. I had never really thought about you know conception and you know, having a baby in those terms before, but um, yeah, that book is. If anybody is dealing with, you know, infant loss, um, you know, trying to conceive or get pregnant, I highly recommend that you read Spirit Babies, and I will put a link in the show notes for you for that as well. So, Sarah, you touched on um, environmental toxins a little bit. Can we talk about that a little bit more about um, environmental toxins and impact on fertility?
0: Yeah. So, if you go to the to the environmental working group there's a there's actually the top endocrine disrupting um chemicals i think there's a list of 12 similar to the dirty dozen mm-hmm. so it goes into detail as kind of what they are and where they're found but basically we're in a huge toxic soup of our food being sprayed with glyphosate our you know all these products that we think you know because they're out there that they're safe but you know been our known endocrine disruptors like the plastics the you know the phthalates the the, the, the lead the are even like people I see people having like lots of rice and there's like arsenic and, and low, low levels of arsenic and rice. And it comes up on their, their hair tissue mineral analysis test. We did some testing for some farmers and um, in the States and there that they're, was like off the chart for um, a number of different heavy metals that they're being exposed to. And they're in like spraying crops regularly with this stuff. And then it was just exposed to so much. It was just, it was crazy to see this in like right in, the, in the test kind of like off the chart on certain, certain heavy metals. Wow. And so being able to start switching some of those, those products out of, of your, you know, going to that skin deep database and, and checking your personal care. The number one thing is to swap out your, your feminine hygiene, either go for a, Menstrual cup, like a Diva cup, it takes two to three cycles to figure it out. Do making sure you have organic pads or tampons. There's like period undies, but you don't want to have those top because it can be sprayed with glyphosate, the the, the um, herbicide. And then you're putting that in your vagina, so it's like oh. like switching out your feminine hygiene. Number one, don't don't wait on that. The rest of it, as each thing expires, move move on. Um, yeah, like I just found some like like really nice. Um, uh, uh, fragrance from uh, Michelle Pfeiffer has a, a brand she's partnered with um, she's on the board of directors with the environmental working group for oh. years So her perfume Henry Rose has been uh, has the environmental working groups stamp of approval so oh. I just got it yeah it's kind of it's nice it's, it's I was nice. gonna ask nice. you what's that like it's a good yeah it's nice she has like six different different fragrances so there's that and also goop has some um, some good non- non-toxic fragrances so that they, they have of, I like Like theirs, and I I love the Goop site, Um, but yeah, like it is kind of playing around with that and and being able to you know find find some options that work for you. Also, like the environmental, the the electromagnetic fields we talked about with your phone, taking your phone off of your body, um, you know, not sitting by by the Wi-Fi, putting the Wi-Fi in the basement, taking the phone out of your bedroom, or if it has to be in there, putting it on flight mode. So a lot of people have it right by their head, you know, the, the EMF going into their brain. So move that away. And also like with the EMF, which is, you know, been known to Im- impact our, our health. It's also our mental health looking, you know, the first thing we look at, the last thing we look at at night is our phones. That's a whole, you know, scrolling. So take the phone out of the bedroom, number one, all the water, like making sure you have filtered water. So um, we like the Berkey water filter. So it's taking out, you know, arsenic and chloride and, sorry, chlorine and fluoride um, out of the water. A lot of these these contaminants that are in tap water, I think there's like over 300 contaminants in tap water. So I drink tap water for year. So don't drink tap water. Make sure you have a filter. And what else with that? So, and then the, the, the air we breathe, like getting some and I got to get more of these because I seem to kill them all the time. But like houseplant.
1: <laughs> yeah. houseplants
0: filter the air. And it's interesting with as when, you know, infection infections go up when the trees, um, the, the leaves in the trees fall. And then we've I just was listening to someone talk about, you know, all the toxins in the atmosphere because of all the wildfires in Australia. And then now in California, all these toxins are up there and then it's coming down. And oh. um and then when then it gets worse when the the leaves come off the trees and our you know na- nature's filters. So to have in your house some some plants that are helping to, to filter the air by your desk and behind you. So I don't have any in, in my office. I have some like my bathroom for some reason. So I'll <laughs> be getting those. But yeah, like those kind of house plants. And then what else is air, water? Yeah, I think those are the main the main things for the environmental toxins. Being able to not panic about this, but being aware and then gradually changing.
1: Wow. Okay. Awesome. That's so much things to think about. I really appreciate you going through that list. So let's talk about stress. I know you talked about this a little bit earlier on my show. Many times i talked about the effects of stress on your health and as well specs of stress when you're trying to lose weight. So can you talk about the effects of stress on your fertility?
0: Yeah, there's actually studies with uh, Alice Domar. She's the pioneer of mind-body fertility. She's a Harvard researcher. So she's done for twenty years of research with this, so people in her mind-body fertility group, um, doing things like visualization, meditation, uh, like cognitive uh, restructuring, like looking at your thoughts and being able to to reframe them, um, they will able. After six months, fifty-five percent of people in that group were able to get pregnant, and within two years, ninety percent of people became a mother somehow. So that those pieces that that the stress component is is key. Like we're running a, a mindfulness fertility series right now, and we. We layer in the the mindfulness techniques, the meditation, the looking at your negative thoughts, like the catastrophizing that we all do about the future,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: panicking it'll never work. The uh, we negatively hip, 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 hypnotize ourselves. We have this negative loop boop, boop, boop,
1: boop, mm-hmm.
0: going around in our head. Yeah, so rumination, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep, yep. And so, how do we then start to you know the affirmations? the visualization and if some of that is not you know feeling right sometimes the affirmations can feel false to people so starting you know starting where it might just be i, I you know i am i am well or like whatever it is to start small um that move to i am fertile and i am a mother and those those kind of ones feel to visualize it it working um and if you're in a dark spot that you can't visualize it working that's where it's really important to get support on that is it either a therapist or like someone to 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 help you with those those thoughts because it could be especially if you've had failed treatments, you've gone through loss, there's grief. Being have someone to really help you work through that mm-hmm. can be really helpful. There's there's obviously there's and trauma is sort of how you see it. Um, if you view it as traumatic, then that's what it is. Um, so you know, identifying trauma, we uh, we use emotional freedom technique to help pinpoint the trauma, like the tapping, and then move it out. So that can be, be really, really helpful. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, mm-hmm. I do. I do like tapping. I didn't, I was a little yeah, bit yeah. leery about it at first. Um, I actually had the opportunity to go through it with Gabrielle Bernstein. She came here to Toronto mm-hmm. a couple of years ago yeah. and she had this yeah. conference and then she yeah, picked somebody to do, too. were you there? But she yeah, picked somebody. Like, it was, it was, oh, I've, I've gone to two of them. Cause I'm a little bit of a, okay. a spirit junkie, but <laughs> yeah, <I love laughs> it was, it
0: was, yeah. yeah,
1: there was one. I think there was one last year and then there was one she came like a couple of years ago. And that was the one I went to. It was the first yeah. one. And so she pulled somebody Never. out of the audience and then she started going yeah. through the whole tapping thing with me and I was like, "Okay, now I'm yeah. convinced." <laughs> but yeah. I did really feel a lot more calm after doing it and it was I, it was something I just didn't expect to feel. So, yeah, try tapping if you guys um don't don't knock it until you try it. That's all I'm going to say.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, her her book super attractor Goes through her journey with infertility. She was yes. able to after years of years of trying. And she at that at that conference, there must be the same one. Like she was just like three months pregnant. Yes, she's like she's like a stick figure. Yes, and you, you couldn't, and I, I kept seeing her run out the thing. Like she'd go. The first thing to do, she'd run to the bathroom, and, <laughs> uh, and then yeah, then found out, then and, and she had her, her her little boy. um But yeah, that super attractor book is really really good about how like, her journey and kind of um, what she.
1: Mm-hmm. I'll link to that in the show notes too. Yeah. yeah, I also like the cards. She had like a card deck too, a super attractive yeah, card deck. Card. Yeah. yeah, and I, I like the card deck because also when you're going through this, you know, this experience of trying to conceive or if you've you know, experienced loss before, it can just be really hard just to function in the day to day. It can be really hard just to even get out of bed in the morning. And trust me, I've been there myself before many times. So those cards have been so helpful for me and just helping to set an intention for how I want to feel that day. Right. Because when going through the situation, like, again, your emotions are kind of all over the map. And like one day you could be feeling great or even one minute you could be feeling great. And an hour later, like, you know, you could see someone pushing a stroller down the street and then it's like you just lose it. Right. So those cards have just been really helpful for just helping me to reframe my thoughts, refocus my thoughts and just setting my intentions to things that are going to serve me and moving my thoughts away from things that aren't helping me. And moving me away from that low vibe place. So I highly recommend doing something like that as well, where you can, you know, just doing something like cards, where you can just pull it. And it's not even about tarot cards or anything like that. I know someone's probably listening to this, like, oh my god, really isn't tarot cards? It's not even about that. It really is all about intention setting, and it is about you know rewiring your thoughts and just reframing your thoughts. So any way that you can do that, if there's any opportunity to bring that into your life, especially going through a situation like trying to conceive. I highly recommend that you try to find those opportunities to do that
0: yeah I, I have her app actually so I I will like draw a card each day like virtually on her app oh. which is which is cool yeah that and then um the tarot cards are cool I kind of I'm like what's that and I kind of went down a little rabbit hole with those yeah. so they're neat to be able to pull those and see what kind of comes up for you it's like that's like a a lot of information to to, to like tarot cards is a whole thing on it yeah.
1: itself <laughs> it's a whole other cool. podcast episode yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So thanks for talking about the effects of stress. So, okay, so we've talked a lot, a lot of different things today. Um, so what are some simple steps? Like if you just wanted to hand something to someone right now, like some simple tips to just get started on taking charge of your fertility, um, you know, healing through loss, what are some simple steps or simple steps women can take right now?
0: Yeah, right now I think I would have you and your partner do the elimination diet. Start this weekend, get the groceries and get going it's um it's kind of light. i think everyone should do an elimination diet at least once sometimes you can do it seasonally but really to take out those inflammatory foods see how they impact your body it's not about after the 10 days you go and eat a pizza it's like slowly reintroducing the foods any symptoms that you have then stop eating the food um so i'd have both and it's not just you you and your partner together I'd i'd work i'd focus on the sleep so digging into, um, you know, if there's any snoring, if you're snoring, there's a cool abs, uh, snore lab. So you can see, listen to, to snoring and kind of, if you are snoring, that is impacting your, your health and the whole sorts of other, um, systems in your body. So snoring is an indicator, you know, what's going on there. There's mouth tape, so you can muzzle yourself. Um, sounds a little barbaric, but there's like a little hole with that. You can keep your mouth closed. And then when you're sleeping, mm-hmm. Um, it stops the snoring unless you have a, a thing where you're not, you're having a problem breathing mm-hmm. through your nose. Um, then maybe not, but, um, yeah, the mouth, mouth taping by Sonics is, is neat to look at. So sleep and then like the blue light blocking glasses for sure. Do those at sunset, put those things on. I have, I have those. Like little,
1: I love those. Yeah. yeah and I have, I have like
0: this little, this little red, red, little red, um, this is from uh blue, blue block. So they're like the sponsor of my podcast, but they have, um, yellow and red light. So I had in my bedroom I have like the the red light. So it's like mm-hmm. it's so dark in there, but it's like it feels like you're at the campfire and you're like you're you know, like our ancestors, mm-hmm. you're heading off to bed. So it's nice and, and dark and the red light you can see. And then the day there's a yellow one. And so it's not that like harsh freaking white light that gets you. Um there's that. So those kind of little hacks are kind of neat. Yeah, I like think for the this, like the stress piece to be aware of your stressors. I just was looking. I follow Chrissy Teigen, and she, yeah, and she denounced today that she she did have a miscarriage. Oh, she did. So, yeah, she. I just saw it on her post. I was like, Oh, oh, she's, she's oh no, crying. I know because she was like, I think she was four and a half months pregnant, and she was in there, and um, and she had they tried blood transfusion. She said, and then um, they ended up losing him. So. Um, and she got pregnant naturally during COVID and then, but yeah, like, and she's like, she had, I saw her like just talking about the whole thing when she was in the hospital and like being so like vulnerable and like open with all this and how it's like, like with, with that, like that loss. So it's, it's being, um, the, giving yourself time and grace during that period of time, like the stages of grief, being able to reach out for support, um, like. You know, even you and your partner may handle it differently. Um, so being aware of that, and 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 if if you feel able to tell some people in your your inner circle, kind of ha- and think about how you'd like things handled with certain aspects of the baby showers, or you know, spending long amounts of time with people that have babies, or even people with secondary infertility, even seeing a family can be triggering. So mm-hmm. being aware of your triggers and I really highly recommend like the social media. I would say bye bye to it for a while.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree with be, that. Like,
0: that sl- slippery, like comparisons, um, slope that you're, you know, they've got it better than you and all these people posting pictures, like back to school pictures with their kids and
1: mm-hmm.
0: families and all that. it be, it can be very, very painful. And so, especially pregnancy announcements, you know, you can tell maybe your close friends, how you'd like them to handle the announcement. Either they're going to, you know, tell you first or whatever think about how you'd like to, to do it and also that innocuous comment of oh do you have kids and you want to like slap them in the face right And it, those comments kind of are like how's the weather mm-hmm. People will just, just do it but we're trying to change the conversation about that to, to have people like yeah you don't want to hear like when you ask do you have kids no I've been I've had you know four miscarriages and just had a stillbirth um, you know maybe you don't want to tell that to a, a stranger right. but if you, maybe you then could share that with a few a few people, um so it is um but instead of us getting angry and thinking that person is you know how dare they say that you know that's it's just an innocuous comment. it's like but how triggered are you with it because being able to deal like if you've pushed it all down, all that suffering mm-hmm. being able to like let it out
1: right, right, oh, Sarah, such good tips. Okay. So I have a question and it's something that I'm now asking all of my guests that come to the mind your body show. What is your favorite way to take care of your mind and your body?
0: Um, So meditation is good for me. I have to say I was the last four months. It just fell apart. I moved and I just got out of a a rhythm. I'm back on it now. So I use a heart math. It's like a little um, little Bluetooth thing I use and it'll track your 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 heart rate uh, your heart rate variability so I can see because you'd be meditating and then you'd be off thinking about your to do list and all that stuff so I can see when I'm in I'm in the zone and like the bell my belly breathing and I'm like actually focused. So like meditation is that's the one for me. It's interesting though where I'll let it go. So it is like keep coming back, keep coming back, um focusing and and body um well I gotta move this body every day. She has to get outside. <laughs> so whether at 365 I'll I'll get out and and walk the dog and um, I just like getting outside in nature so that's that's my thing to move I'm not this wild exerciser but I'm I definitely move my body every day
1: Awesome. Yeah. And you know, this is such a great time of year. Like fall is an amazing time of year to just get out and actually just get outdoors and connect with nature and do some hiking, watch the fall colors. Even that in itself can be very therapeutic to just see the seasons kind of transition and change. So highly recommend that you guys get out there, get into nature in the fall, just really embrace the fall and enjoy it. So Sarah, if someone is interested in learning more about you and the work that you do, the amazing work that you do, where can people find you?
0: Yeah. So they can find me on Get Pregnant Naturally. It's on iTunes and Spotify. I also have a free fertility diet challenge. So they can go to fertility diet freebie, F-R-E-E-B-I-E. And there's uh, fertility diet foods that they can uh, start, fertility friendly foods they can start making. And Uh, It's a little three-day fertility diet challenge. So that's, that's a fertility diet freebie.
1: Oh, awesome. And I'll make sure to link to all of that in the show notes for you guys. Sarah, thank you so much for joining the Mind Your Body show. You have given us so much to think about when it comes to really taking charge of our fertility and just continuing on that journey to start our family. So thank you so much again, Sarah, for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.